0: Folks, I know we're gonna get you the lunchtime parlay coming up, but sometimes you get a call that you gotta take. And I will say this as your chair just breaks. Fourier. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm getting ready for my
1: for my teacher to come back to the I meetings after we uh, You
0: know, uh Christian with the whole pass-fail with the Celtics yeah. now, teacher Fourier. Now just had the principal of the school call because joining us now on the Harbor one hotline is Dante Scarnecchia, who is probably going to correct us with some sort of whatnot that we were wrong about Dante it's Gresham Fourier. Thank you for giving us the time today.
2: How the heck are you? I'm fine. And thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was driving back from the hardware store (laughs) and I'm listening to you guys like I do. And then I'm hearing Christian talk about how useless OTAs are. And, and I just want to have a quick rebuttal. Sure, let's, let's do it.
0: This is great.
2: Oh, okay, one, you can't, you can't look at OTAs through the prism of a 10-year veteran mm. who would look at OTAs as useless, right? And that's Christian's viewpoint. But my point is this. Right now, the landscape of professional football has changed dramatically. You don't have two-a-day practices anymore in training camp. You have a limited time schedule that you can have them on the field. So having said that, and, and then, you know, you take great precautions, as you should with padded practices. I'm for all that, all right? And so when I came out of retirement uh, after my first retirement, you know, the landscape had even changed then. So I feel this way about OTAs. Usually the line coaches, an offensive line coach, gets an hour of individual time with those guys, that they can train them and how to play the position through tedious drills that you go over and over and over again because that's where you teach the game. You don't get to you don't get to fine tune that until you do get to training camp and you're going one on ones against the defensive line. And let me tell you something: that may be a 12 minute period when you go one on ones, and each guy, if you're really going fast, may only get two. Or three reps at one on ones, and that's not enough. But that's the bed you have, and you got to lie in it. So all I'm saying is, is I got an hour of individual technique with those offensive linemen, and that's where you got to get a half hour of run technique, a half hour of pass protection technique, and it's invaluable to developing linemen. And then finally, I would say this: in OTAs, you don't have you do nothing in team against the defense but throw the ball. You can't run the ball because no one has any pads on them. So you throw the ball. And what we always did was we had three blitz periods against our defense every day during OTAs. And those are invaluable to get young men to understand protection systems, where the weaknesses are in the systems, what the adjustments that have to be made relative to the fronts, which are dialed up in so many different ways. And so all I'm saying is I think is OTAs are hugely valuable. And if I was sitting over there right now and we had lost two practices, I wouldn't like it at one bit because that's time that i am that has been taken away from the guys that I think really need to have it. And, and that's because this is where you really, I think a big part of it, is developing young players to play in the league.
1: Well, yeah, you know, you I, I, I agree with you on that, Dante, 100%. And you're right. The older I got, the less time it took me to get ready. So the less valuable those OTAs were, especially if I was coming back to the same offense again, where it got a little mundane and a little redundant and, quite frankly, for me, like a little bit boring because there was no challenge there. But I would ask, do you would you think – Based on the way things have gone and how the changes and the limited amount of time, which position is, is at the biggest disadvantage?
2: I think, I think it's the offensive lineman, honest to God, because when I came back out of retirement and we were able to still have half-line practices. That's where you take from the center to the tight end on one side – Against the defense, they're in pads, we're in pads, and we're learning how to run specific plays to that side against good players. And then you do the same thing to the open side, and you're just going right side, left side, right, and you just it's over and over and over again. That's how you develop, you know, develop habits. And let's say that's where you develop good habits and how to play. So all I'm saying is, is that you, now you can't do that anymore. You can't have half line. You can't have uh, Oklahoma drill, as an example. You can't do that stuff. And you know what? The reasons are probably the right reasons for not doing it. But so where do you develop those techniques and those skills? You do it in OTAs against bags. I'm not against that at all because that's, that's the, the bed we, they, they tell us to lay in, and that's how we have to learn it. And so, you know, the game, the, the rules have changed, and but still on Sunday, man, they're going to run what they're going to run, and we're going to run run what we want, what we're going to run, and who's going to be the better for it or not. And so I, I want at least a chance to develop guys. And let me say one other thing is, you know, I heard you say that, you know, every year it's the same thing. You know, you come in, you put in the plays, and then in training camp you put in the same plays. That's fine. I think it's the best thing there ever was. We would tell the rookies at rookie minicamp, you're to, this is the first time you're going to hear it, you're going to hear it in OTAs and minicamps. You're going to hear it in training camp. And by the third time, you hope that they got it because there's no fourth time after that, man. And I think I just think redundancy is good in those situations because that's where you train guys how to play in the league.
1: So well, last one for me before I give you – if Gresh wants to jump in here, at former lineman. I'm dying Definitely, to talk he's about He's like drooling right now. Yeah, we're, we're going to re- have re- to push it off. I, I think the, the last one for me is based on that, do you believe that it forces organizations and teams to, I guess, have more patience because, you know, some guys that may have developed quicker, you know, eight years ago will undoubtedly take longer just because there's not enough reps. There's not enough like opportunities for them to fail and then to rep it again and rep it again. Is that a a, fail, a fair assessment of how players are developed now?
2: Absolutely. But I believe this, Chris, and, I, and I'm not saying, but to your point, yes, you're exactly right. It's a fair assessment. But let's, I really believe this, all right? The key to this thing is developing your entire roster and people look at it and say, well, those those four linemen, they're going to be on the practice squad, maybe, but I don't care. There, there may come a point in time where all of a sudden, you know, they get a battlefield promotion one week and they're on the varsity getting ready to go out there and play, and some of them do end up playing. So the teams that, in my estimation, are the teams that can, you know, have have sustained success over a period of time are those teams that draft well or and develop the players on their roster because there's a lot of kids coming in from a lot of places that haven't been that well coached and yet have the skills to play. But if you're not developing everybody, I mean, I, I want to develop all 15 offensive linemen in the room. I don't want to develop the, the starters. Those guys, I'm going to develop them to the highest form they can, but I want everyone to learn the system and, and learn the skills to play within the system because I think if we do that and it's done that way at all positions, your team's a better team.
0: And, Dante, the other thing, too, to add to what Christian just asked you was understanding how guys learn. Like everybody's growth curve is different because some people are their visual learners, some are audible learners, some need the practical example. And I think that adds a layer of complexity when it comes to kind of developing talent from guys that you don't know. With veterans you have an idea or those guys have already adapted whereas if you've got a crop of new guys, you have to figure them out individually as well as trying to teach them what you need to, correct?
2: Uh, I absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and as you, as you're around those young guys and you see how much they, how much is really going in and how much is being kept in there so that they can use it, you know, you, you, you get a quick idea of who's your fast learners and who are not. But, you know, the thing about it is, is what number one, do they have the skills and do they have the toughness to play in the league? And as soon as you find that, you just throw everything you got into developing guys that may not learn or may have some learning, uh, you know, problems that others don't. But, you know, what I really feel is that, you know, coach them all, man. Coach them hard and coach them all the time. And usually, you know, the results will be okay.
0: Oh, my God. Foray and I, Dante, privately have talked about, man, if we could just sit for an hour and pick Dante's brain and just, like, sit I here wouldn't and... wouldn't be
2: much in there to pick. Oh, oh stop, stop it. stop it. More, Win hey,
0: it. you're ahead of us. Let's put it that way. And from intelligence I'm receiving from my ground sources over the years, you know, you, uh... When it comes to homeowners association meetings, apparently you're a real ass kicker in there, from what I've been told. So I'm not going to go down that road, but I've heard that when the way when Dante, you'll love this because when Fourier saw that it came up Dante Scarnecchia, the look on his face had to be some of those when Scar's just sitting there with his arms crossed, that thing just waiting for those people to shut up, and then he says the smartest thing in the room, and turns around and walks out.
1: I, I will say I don't this.
2: Believe any of that. I, oh, I, I will say I, this. I don't believe any of that. Right.
0: I've
1: told this story a hundred times. The biggest, like I guess, like the most like shameful like uh, moment of like of my career was like having to walk off the off the field right to the sideline where you were standing, knowing that I screwed up the block. And then, like, and not much speaking, just the whole look of shame and disgust. I was like, "Oh crap! What'd you do? Oh man, my bad!" It's like, couldn't wait to get back in there and fix it.
2: It wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Not-
0: <laughs> well, you know, since he, uh, since Mister OTA doesn't need yeah, anything here, no. you figure he'd be all over it, Dante. <laughs> but he's right though. The older guys are getting they. I when you hit
1: ten, eleven, twelve, you get fed up with OTAs. It's more of a nuisance. You'd rather be home with your family. You don't want to miss anything with your kids. And especially if you're in the same, if you're in a new team, it's different. An old team, you're just like oh. Uh, here we go again. But that's me. I, I get
2: all that. I honestly do. And I, But I think this. I've seen – I have actually seen the light bulb go on in guys that you've had around and have played a lot of football for four or five years, and all of a sudden something happens, and, and then they do it right, and they go – Oh, okay. That's what you meant 5 years ago when you were yelling at me. Uh, <laughs>
0: it took me a while to get it. 5 years, man. Well, Dante, you know you are welcome anytime on this uh program and uh with the football, I mean, we're just dying to nerd out. Is oh, really what yeah. it comes down to. Absolutely. We'll uh we will definitely be in touch, Dante. It uh it's a uh, really cool of you to call in and drop the knowledge on us and to uh Put foyer in check. That was actually yeah. pretty fun. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. No, I, You're the best.
2: I just mean Christian's one of my favorite guys and I just wanted to say I just had to get that off my chest and thanks for listening to me. I appreciate it.